Hello and welcome back to Married to India. This is episode number 14 and today we're going to talk a little bit about how we started Rigetti's Photography. I know that a lot of people who know us as Amy and Srinu Rigetti know us as the Rigettis in which we've built this business starting in 2005. Uh, we, we quickly learned as a single income home that it just wasn't going to cut it. Everybody thinks they move out to the United States and they're going to make all this money. And that was really one of the big questions when people ask me as soon as they know that I am married to an Indian, they ask me, so he sends money back home. And that's a relevant question because culturally that typically is what happens with a lot of cultures when they send their, um, sons, daughters to come live here in the United States. But in Srinu's case, he his parents really were not excited about him coming to live in the United States. He really was the eldest son. And I think the way that they had raised their kids was always to be close-knit and eventually come back home and be with the parents. I think idealistically in India, that's kind of the culture there, expectations. So for Srinu to come abroad, let alone decide to move to the United States, it was definitely a change. But everybody who comes here comes in, in this seeking and finding this American dream. And I think as kids, we grew up knowing this existed, but I don't think as Americans living in the United States, raised or, you know, having transplanted here, really grasps that concept of what it means to live the American dream. And for Srinu, when we had talked about this, it was, you know, being able to have have a home, like own your own home was one big thing of like the American dream. The second thing was being able to financially provide for yourself and the incomes here being so grand. Um, when you start thinking about it, the incomes don't go very, very far. When you start looking at like places where you need to live to make those incomes, they kind of weigh each other out. But I think that we learned very quickly that we were going to have to find a side hustle. So in 2005, Srinu had already had this love and passion for photography. A little bit of my background was the simple fact that my stepfather was a big wedding photographer in terms of this was his weekend warrior job. This is how he made extra money in order to go on vacations and take all of us out and just Outside of his income, my mom's income, they both worked so hard um, as we were growing up. We saw, you know, my mom would be up in the morning at like five or a little earlier. She'd be at work. She wouldn't get home till five or so. And then she'd crash. I mean, she would just be exhausted. And then this is just a rinse and repeat process for her, you know, and as a single mom for many years, that's all she'd known. So when we moved in with my stepfather, you know, he was working a job that he was going towards retirement on and he really had a passion for photography as well. So he used to do weddings on the weekends and he'd shoot on film and then he would develop those and like deliver them within days of taking them. And I just kind of always thought to myself, not me, like I didn't want to do that. That wasn't something that interested me. And so when Srinu and I had thought, okay, photography, because that was something he was passionate about, 
I told him, you, you know, you really need to go out and experience what it means, you know, being an engineer and being at an office all day. And now you're going to turn into this person who's schlepping bags around, taking pictures. You're kind of at their beck and call. You need to really understand the concept of a wedding and what kind of weddings are we going to shoot? And so we had joined a, a group called the Digital Wedding Forum at the time. I do believe now it's kind of dissolved or at least not what it was at that time. But that time it was huge. And we just, built this relationship with a lot of members there. We used to attend things like seminars, workshops, forums, you know, expos. It was just a big deal back then. And so we had built these relationships. And I had said, if you really think this is something that we could do as a business, I think you should just find a local photographer and go out with them and see if it's something you really want to do before we really, you know, get knee deep in this. And so he met a, a sweet gal by the name of Carrie. And till this day, we're, we're friends with her. And um, we've maintained a lot of our relationships. But he went out with Carrie and he was shooting with her. And before we knew it, a lot of her girls, bridesmaids were getting married and they wanted Srinu there to shoot their weddings. And so for a while, he was he was really second-handing with her, and then um, she very sweetly started giving us, you know, those bookings that were asking about Srinu when she was booked, and we had been like, at some point, we knew this was going to be detrimental to Carrie's business. If she kept referring to us, and then those referrals kept referring back to us, you know, she was going to lose her business, but I don't think Carrie was focused on that. I think Carrie really was adamant about building that relationship with us in general. And so a lot of our gratitude goes out to Carrie for just, you know, taking somebody in. This is a kind of cutthroat environment back in that day where nobody really wanted to help anybody. Nobody wanted to teach anybody. Learning was extremely difficult because everybody treated it like it was, you know, um, Bush's recipe, if you will. And nobody wanted to share. And so it became one of those things that we learned baby steps on from, you know, how to run a business, you know, financially, and then moving into, well, where do we get our bookings and marketing, branding, networking, PR, and how all those things develop and build a really firm foundation for a business that's going to exceed long term. So we started our business in 2005. We uh, I want to say our first year, we started May of 2005. And then by the end of the year, we had shot like 40 weddings. It was crazy insane. And fortunately enough, within that first year, we booked our first Indian wedding. And I remember being on the call to book, book that first Indian wedding. It was so difficult. You would think that Katrina was Indian, people would just be giving us their weddings, but Indians are not so trusting when it comes to these types of things. So I felt like that was such a hard sell for me. But finally, we booked our first Indian wedding. And uh, initially, I was not shooting with Srinu. He was going out by himself and shooting. And then he'd bring it back. And I would call and edit those pictures and always have something to say. And he finally was like, look, if you're going to criticize what it is I'm doing, then you really need to come out with me. I was like, no, 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 no. But there was no way to avoid it because my mother-in-law was with us during wedding season from like March till August. So I was like, all right, I'll go out with you. And as soon as I went out with him, it was like no turning back after that. It was a no brainer that nobody should be going out and shooting weddings by themselves. I understand people have budgets and so forth, but I can tell you 150% that if you have a one shooter 
package at your wedding, you're not getting all those important moments. You're just simply not. In order to focus on the stuff that has to be taken, there's nobody that can really focus on the things that are just fleeting. And so unless you're having like a 20-person intimate affair somewhere, you know, uh, it's just not going to go with us. You know, it's not fly for us. So from about uh, 2005 to like 2000. Seven, I would say we were really learning how to do business in terms of our logo, setting up our website, you know, things we thought were really awesome. You know, we'd put it on the forum to be critiqued and people would just blow us apart. <laughs> and we were like, damn, that hurt. Um, and so we just kind of kept growing with all that criticism. We just had to take it, the good stuff and the not so good stuff. And we had to find a way to have that unbiased feel about what it was that we were doing. And before we knew it, we were, we were there. Um, we used to sit there and challenge ourselves all the time and say like, how do we know when we've conquered our style? Like looking at our pictures, how do you conquer a style? And this was a question where there really is no answer to it. You know, I don't care what anybody says. There's no answer to like, what is, what is your style? Because you're, that evolves. It's like this evolution of like where you were to where you are. And in between everything that you read, see, kind of influences what that is. And I think that as you become a seasoned photographer, especially in weddings, you tend to learn that it's not really so much a style that you have. And I don't know where this developed in the first place, but I really feel like each client of ours, depending on their you know, own personal wants, needs, and at the end of the day, what they want to see, it does influence our style a little bit. Yeah, we have a style of editing. We do have a style of shooting in the sense of what we're looking for when we're taking pictures, like what appeals to us. But I think at the end of the day, it's it really comes down to the editing of the pictures and looking at them and saying, like, when I shot this, what was my vision? And so by the time we hit 2009, we were like in full swing. We had had a studio. We almost had 11 people on our team, husband and wife teams, and we were really at our prime at that time. And then we had to sit back and reevaluate as we were doing 60 some weddings a year. And we were asking ourselves, like, we were hardly spending time with our kids. And this wasn't long term what we wanted. We started getting in a situation where some of our, the people that were working for us, just we felt like we weren't as appreciated as we could be. And the demands were just too big for what our small business could conform to. And so there was a lot of change that took place. And ultimately, Srinu and I decided we really wanted to niche in. We wanted to be doing South Asian weddings specifically, or not, not necessarily only South Asian, but we wanted some part of the South Asian culture to be touching, you know, the weddings that we were shooting. We started shooting a lot of Jewish weddings. And, you know, we love Jewish weddings. But at the same time, we our weddings that book on the South Asian level book way far more in advance than any other cultures that we cater to on a daily basis. And so I just found that as I was getting on my calls for my, my South Asian weddings and I was going out to meet these families, you know, there was this barrier that I had to break almost because I'm not Indian and I had to convince them like, why would they let me, you know, shoot their Indian wedding when it's not my religion, it's not my culture. And then I noticed that people were just intrigued by my experiences in the South Asian culture and my ability to adapt to my own situation with the South Asian culture. And before I knew it, I was booking South Asian weddings almost exclusively with like 
a 10%, you know, um, like a 10% margin there. That was not, you know, we had done some pro footballers weddings and, you know, really got to know a lot of different people, um, from a political standpoint. So we were doing portraits at the time. I got to photograph uh, a couple presidents as well as some of the justices, actually all of the justices at that time. And it just, we, we were, enjoying things so much because I think as a small business, you know, it's tough enough to break into things, but when you worked so many relationships and you got the opportunities that we have gotten, it just went to show like, if you work hard enough in the United States, no matter what you do, you could be collecting trash, you could be recycling, you could be, you know, doing your side hustle business, like pallet liquidations, you can be woodworking and building like trays, like serving trays. I mean, there is no reason to be in America and not be doing good for yourself. The only reason I can come up with throughout all of my years of just being an entrepreneur and being a mom is lack of motivation, lack of determination, and having absolutely no vision. That is the only way in the United States of America, unless you have been injured in some way serving our country, that you can claim that you just aren't going to be able to succeed here. So us starting a business was not only as a side hustle to be able to afford our mortgage, afford, you know, being able to go to India, afford just things that a single income isn't going to allow us. It just evolved into something bigger and better than ourselves. And we have really built some relationships that are going to last a lifetime between our clients, our clients' parents, um, the, the business networking part of it, and just the experiences that we've had along the way. But again, we started this business in 2005. And shortly after we started, it just, I want to say that it took off on its own, but I know that there were so many steps that went along the way in building that, that, you know, we were just so in it that that I probably cannot even pinpoint every single little thing that made us skyrocket to where we are. But Rigetti's photography, you know, here in 2023 is still uh, pretty strong. And so I think that as the years have gone on, we've life changes have changed a lot of things for us. And, you know, I remember in 2016, when we had our very last child, I was thinking to myself, like, what does owning a business look like for us? Like, what is it that we want to see come out of this? And I think there's a certain point in your career where you still love the shooting of the weddings. I, I joke with people all the time and I say, you know, some people skydive, I do South Asian weddings because of the chaos control. And I just love being in the thick of it. And, you know, I've never been able to experience in all my life such happiness and excitement and joy and festivities. And it just is, I'm home there. And so it's something that I think until we don't love doing it anymore, we will continue doing it. And there have been certain life phases where our our business ebbs and flows, you know, like I said, 2016, when we had our son, I remember um, thinking to myself, I thought our youngest daughter was our last. And when we had our son, who's now seven, I, everything about it, I didn't want to miss. Like, I think I learned that in the first four, how quickly things go go by and you miss so much that I just refuse to let our business take this away from me once more. And so probably between 2016 and, you know, just about current given COVID and all that stuff, we just, we kind of slowed the pace even further so that I could really take in every part of him growing, every part of him, you know, just learning and, you know, 
I tell everybody all I ever wanted to be was mom. And, you know, to miss out on those opportunities, I I just couldn't see as even being an option. So here we are, 2023, 2023. And I couldn't imagine doing anything different that we've done. But I think that moving forward, for me at least, I think it's time that we give back to the community and we teach, we educate, and we help people learn who they want to become in their journey when it comes to photography. And that's really where we are at with our company. You know, we started our company with one idea. And I'd like to think that eventually when we decide to wrap things up, we will have given back just as much as we've gotten from it. All right, guys. Well, if you're finding that these podcasts are interesting to you and that you want me to keep sharing and keep going, I would love for you guys to um, like, share, and follow me everywhere just to keep the momentum going. I want to know that I've got people out there that want to hear this. Otherwise, you know, it's really tough to keep motivated to say, hey, we're going to keep doing this. But if I feel like I'm giving back and I feel like people are learning from what I have to say, you know, we'll keep going this and we'll get deeper and deeper and deeper. Again, this is just learning from me how I'm getting to where I'm getting. But once we get to about 26, I'm just going to dull, I'm going to dive into all of the daily topic stuff. There's so much I want to talk about from like 90 day fiance to just little things that throughout the day kind of hit us. And we're like, oh, you know, here's another cultural hurdle or, you know, just a mindset thing that we have to overcome. And, you know, our life has been changing, you know, we're growing and, you know, experiencing life as never before. So definitely um, like, share, subscribe, do all that crazy stuff um, to keep me going. So until next time, guys, I'll see you on the next episode.